This is Pave It Black. Welcome to Pave It Black, the official podcast of the National Asphalt Pavement Association. My name is Richard Willis. And I'm Brett Williams. And today we are talking with Ron White and David White, who work for Superior Paving Corporation. And we're focusing on what it's like to work with family in the asphalt business. When we look at a lot of the the producers and the people that make our asphalt mixtures, there are a lot of family-owned companies um, but there's also a lot of companies that integrate the family dynamics almost into their workplace atmosphere because they want everyone to feel a part of the team and be like a family. So thank you both for, for being on this podcast today. Um, and we just basically want to start out getting to know a little bit more about what you do at Superior Paving and how you really got involved with that company. We'll start with Ron. Yeah, well, I'm I'm on my way out, really, as a matter of fact. I've got another year, and then I'll be out of um, uh, at least the day-to-day part of Superior. But we got started in 1976, and at the time, just before we got underway, I worked for a home builder. I had a friend of mine came to me named Bob Surface and said, hey, would you be interested in going into the asphalt business and said, I don't know a darn thing about asphalt except I know it's hot and I know it's black and outside of that there's nothing I know about it but uh, it's something I'll think about. I said to my wife, I says, you know, this could be the craziest thing in the world to do but if I decide to do it and we do it and it doesn't work, I'm young enough to start to do something different. It's not like it's the end of the world. We did that, went to work, found out that there were no employees or there was no uh, plant. We had no approval from the county. And I'm beginning to wonder myself is, is, boy, this was stupid from the beginning. Why are you you doing this? You have nothing. Fortunately, we went to the county and did all of our homework and uh, talked to the right people and got things done. We got our plant approved and we already had a tremendous amount of work on the books because we've been trying to get that from spring up until that point and hiring people and trying to find a way to make that happen and we just worked ourselves to death that first summer into the fall trying to get the work done that we had and we did that and so yeah and it went on i was actually just i was actually just going to be doing uh, work to estimate kind of came to realize that first few months that Boy, the crews needed some help in getting from spot to spot, and the person we had doing that, it just didn't seem to be going like it was, so I just said, I'm going to do that, too. And so, and I loved it, quite frankly. And then, so through the years, um, you know, worked myself up, and after a time, you know, you're president of the company and chairman, and or CEO and then chairman, and and now I'm now I'm in uh, the old guy's role of chairman emeritus, but um, staying involved in the company and trying to um, help to the extent that I can on the mentoring side with our younger executives. It's, it's, it's wonderful. The industry's wonderful. The people you work with are wonderful. Our people that do what we ask them to do and they do it day in and day out are just phenomenal people and, and it's a great industry to be a part of. And then to see your, to see your son or sons or um, your family get involved in the industry is just phenomenal. So um, um, my son David, who's here, came on board after he got out of college and 
somebody asked me one time or asked him or asked him and I interrupted, what's the best thing your father ever did for you? And what I said was give him a job. I mean, that was the best <laughs> thing that he ever did. He has, the, the, thing about, the thing about family is that they understand the business from the beginning because they used to take him out on jobs when he was a toddler. And when he was five and six years old, would put a broom in his hand and say, I want you to sweep this curb and gutter and get the asphalt, loose asphalt off of it. And watching that unfold was been very satisfying. What was kind of your path into the business? Or what, are your, what were some of the reasons why you decided to get into um, working with Superior and your family? Some of my most fondest memories are when I was a kid. And, you know, Dad talked about how he worked so many hours throughout the week. And I actually looked forward to those <clears throat> set those Saturdays where he would take me to work with him. And we would go on job sites. And I had that little broom where I could sit there and sweep the curb. Honestly, I think you would, Dad, would go check jobs and let the crew babysit me. Exactly. That's pretty much what happened. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm getting babysat by the back roller man, which, you know, not everybody would call that the safest 12 or 13 of them out there it's one way to learn so <laughs> it's definitely one way to learn so I always wanted to work there there was a time even in college where I didn't know that even superior was going to be an option which was good for me to know that because you talk about really studying hard and trying to find out what your own path is what you're good at what your strengths are what your weaknesses are and then learning that all that through through school I was offered a, an opportunity to after I graduated work um, in the operation side of Superior, I was absolutely ecstatic. I was pumped because I didn't know yet what that meant. That's why I was so excited. I didn't know that working in operations was actually going to be um, all the hours that it required and working out with the crews and the plants and scheduling, but I absolutely loved every single minute of it. So talking about getting that experience when you are younger, do you look at some of those experiences and um, having younger children like how you can kind of expose them to that and how they experience the industry and like what that means for the future. Back this summer, my youngest, he turned nine and I asked him what he wanted to do for his birthday. You know, you get prepped for all that stuff, see what the kid is thinking. And he goes, on my birthday, I'd like to go to work with you. And I was pleasantly surprised, shocked, and actually excited about it. So I was like, okay. So I took him to the office, walked around the office. He wanted to go outside and see the equipment, so we walked around the equipment, and and I could see <clears throat> that same excitement and curiosity about what I do is exactly what I had for when my father would take me to work, and it was really cool to see that take place. And any kid, honestly, if you take them to an asphalt plant, anywhere where there's equipment going, they're going to be excited about it. And <clears throat> he had a lot of passion and energy about wanting to learn more about how the process worked, Walked him over to a shuttle buggy, and that was almost the end of the world. He was just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen on wheels. And, you know, we're taking pictures. Went to an asphalt plant after that, and he got to see the loaded truck. He actually got to push the button to drop the load. So went to the lab, and he wanted one of the cores that was sitting out. So we grabbed a core, and to this day it sits in his, in his room. When you think about the asphalt industry and what you're doing, when you're able to explain that to a child, and then they get to see that as they leave the house or as they're out there playing in a cul-de-sac that was actually paved in asphalt, it's bigger than them. And they're excited to be a part of something like that. I know Superior is a really a values-driven company. The four that y'all have are, are excellence, partnerships, integrity, and commitment. Right. 
And when you're, when you're setting up those values, do a lot of the values that you implement inside your company come from the values that you instill in your family? I mean, I don't think you can, you can separate that, quite right. frankly. And if you do separate it, I think you're mistaken. Because the values for your company are pretty personalized. That's the part of who you are. You're identified with your company as part of the fabric of your life. You can't, I don't think you can separate those things. We are a value-driven company. We're not values for the sake of putting them on the wall. Everybody's got something on the wall that says, you know, that indicates what our values are. We talk about them and hold people accountable to them, but hold ourselves accountable to that. And it's a real deal. It's not where, oh, isn't it great? We can, we can print this up and everybody can see it. Oh, they've got driven by great values, but we really live by those and people see that we live by those. And I think that what I hope is, is that if you ask people about our company, about our brand, about what we stand for, with them not knowing our printed values, they would recite those values to you because we really live them. I think our family lives those values. And I know, I know growing up, I mean, you know, I had great expectations for my kids, for my sons, and they certainly are very much a reflection of what we have on the wall at the office. And it just makes for what you hope will be a successful um, group of people that are the kind of people with a culture that's the kind of culture that you want for your organization. Mixing family with business, you guys... It's a banger. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Is like, I feel like there's got to be challenges. You're thinking, you're thinking of these long days faced with all these decisions that have to be made. You know, it's hot. It's everything, basically. And so I'd be interested if you'd share, you know, some of the challenges and how you can kind of separate when you go home and you've got family and then you're at work and you have business and some of the challenges from business, do they bleed over? How do you, how do you keep that balance, I guess? Today, there's more of this work-life balance that people talk about. It's not always hard to live it, but we recognize what it is, what it ought to look like, and to the extent that you can then create an opportunity for that to become the reality, the younger generation, David's generation and others, recognize the importance of that and I think do what they can do to make those times as valuable as they ought to be to create the best opportunity for the family to be what it needs to be and have that person included in that dynamic and what does that look like what does it mean as my generation was in the business at the end of the day because you'd be getting calls at home all the time you'd be thinking about the next morning and you were probably understaffed and so you were overworked uh, and so you didn't really have that time. Today, it's much healthier for the family. And I think these guys have done a pretty good job of recognizing what that ought to look like. I used to start our year saying, guys, we're not going to have any Saturdays off this whole year. Today, they'll probably take and cr some crews will work this Saturday. They'll skip a Saturday. Some crews will work the next Saturday. Skip a Saturday. You know, and so they recognize that it's important to bring that about. To piggyback on a lot of those comments, I think uh, it's always going to be a challenge of trying to find work-life balance in our industry, just based on what the requirements are, and especially in the area in which we work, uh, there's a lot of night work that has to happen in order to get jobs accomplished, and that can put a strain on things. So finding balance, I don't know if we'll ever find it, but we're going to continue to try to find a work-life harmony, if you will. 
Um, and to, to Dad's point, you know, we're trying to figure out ways of where we can rotate Saturdays. We're trying to figure out ways where people can collaborate together. And in regards to some of maybe the challenges of working with family, one, th- one thing I'll say is where, where maybe it was just the way Superior was set up at the time when I entered or even when my brother entered or just the way that um, maybe Dad had it set up, which I think worked, was that there was never truly a a situation where we were directly reporting to our father. Um, now let me let me tell you this: he was never shy about giving feedback, ever shy about giving feedback. But it was always to 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 make sure that we were better. He never separated us. If if he were to ask someone else a question in a meeting, that was a tough one to answer. He wouldn't just you know wait till afterwards and ask us the question. He'd do it in front of everybody, make sure that we were all in in line. And one great thing was, is that, I don't know if you remember this, but one thing you said, and you joked about it earlier, is that, hey, I, I will get you a job, but anything after that is going to be the person that you work directly for. If you are going to get any type of raise, promotion, move this way or that way within the company, it's going to have to be on your efforts and someone else recognizing that, which I thought, that's unfortunate, but you know, <laughs> but then, then when, you're, when you're able to reflect and look back, it's like, you know what, that's... That's such a great way to operate because that you're striving to to meet that excellence value that we have and the, and all the behaviors that go to prop that up is something that you're chasing because you want it and you're hoping that someone that you're working directly for sees that in you and gives you another opportunity and you continue to chase that forward. So, who would a crew be more scared to sh- see show up on a job site today, Ron or David? Ron, <laughs> 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 without a doubt, R W. <laughs> um, it's true. Well, it's respectful you know, fear. Yeah, respectful fear. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was not. Better? It was not fear. It was that. It was that when you've looked at thousands of jobs, you see things maybe some other people don't see yet. They will see one day, but they don't see it yet. And I never tried to point anything out that was well. This stinks, or that's lousy, or whatever. It's like you know, maybe we want to look at this and think about that next time. And this is not how we hoped it would turn out. We need to do something, you know, I mean, from that standpoint. And so, but I do try to go out and encourage not to, not to discourage or not to, to be uh, negative, but I do try to go out and encourage. Now, when I went out to see those guys doing the church, Right. What did yeah. they do? Oh, they were they were hugging you. Big old hug, yeah. man. A bada bing, you know. It's like right. Yeah. They knew Come Christmas on. was coming. They're not going to hug somebody that they're afraid of. That was just kind of a fun question. We thought of this morning. Just last question. We know that there are challenges with working sometimes side by side with family, but there also got to be some really rewarding moments. And so, what are some of those things that are rewarding? Either working with your father or working with your child. I think for me, it it has been um, the love for the industry. I, I think David, in this particular case, he he really loves the industry, loves what he does. He loves our people. He identifies with our folks, and part of that is is because you know early on, of course, he did mention that in high school he worked at the plants. That's very rewarding as a parent to see that unfold before your very eyes, and I've certainly been able to see that and so it's for me it's it's uh, it's pretty neat to to watch it's just been always just full of pride and admiration to see my father do what he's always done 
just an absolute amount of respect and how I always wanted to be him in so many ways, uh, not just through the asphalt industry, but in so many other ways, just want to be him, follow in his footsteps. And he would tell me that, hey, create your own path, create your own footsteps. But at the same time, I think he's done such an amazing job in so many levels. One, the most important calling in his life is being a father. And one of the things he, he once told me was that the uh, if you really want to show love to your kids, just show them how much you love their mother. So he was always a great example of that as well in our household. But to actually watch him work as hard as he did and to see him when I sit back and look and reflect on where he's taken this industry and even how superior paving has grown because of his leadership and because of his love for the people. And uh, if you were to go in our office now and watch him kind of walk the hallways and talk to everybody and kind of catch up, he knows everyone personally. He knows um, what maybe they're even going through. And he has these personal relationships with everyone and they all love him and they all respect him. And that's something, if you look, if you're me and you're watching, you, you want to have that relationship as well. And you, you want to feel that way towards the people and you want that back. So um, it's been incredible watching him do that and just watching how the industry has evolved, whether it's as work at the PEC committee or whether it was chairman of Napa or as it's two terms as president of the Virginia Asphalt Association and working with regional construction industries, just watching his leadership, watching him steer the industry to be excellent. Because one thing he'll do is he will separate the word excellence and quality all the time. Uh, quality is meeting expectations, but excellence will always be exceeding expectations. And he always sets that bar high. And I think because of that, when people try to chase that down, it creates this incredible synergy that just makes us all, makes the industry better, makes you better as a leader, and I think at many levels makes you better as a human being. So to sit back that, that one day with my family at the table at uh, the Napa annual meeting where he was inducted into the Asphalt Hall of Fame was something that none of us will ever forget. And my kids were very young then, and it's something they do not forget to this day. It's just a very proud moment. And well, we thank y'all both for the time to spend with us today. I know y'all are both incredibly busy. Um, we see a lot of families working together um, in this industry, and a lot of our companies talk to each other like my crew, everyone is, is a big family. Mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely something that is important for, for what we do and how we do our work. And so, David and Ron, thanks for coming by and talking with us today. My name is Richard Willis. I'm Brad Williams. And we're just reminding you, as you're driving down America's roadways, there's a good chance somebody paved it black. Have a good day.